Hey everyone, welcome to the very first episode of the Let's Go With Julio podcast. I'm your host, Julio. I'm a leadership coach, motivational speaker, and community builder on a mission to help leaders like you find purpose and peace. Because you can and you will. Let's go. Look, this has been a long time in the making, and I just want to say I'm really grateful. I'm grateful for you listening. Something has compelled you and called you to be here in this moment to listen to me with whatever's going on in your life, and I just want to take a second to say that I know that you could be anywhere else doing lots of other things, but you're here with me, and I really appreciate it. Okay, so this podcast is for every leader who is looking to step into the best version of themselves. I'm talking to people like you who see an opportunity, they want to do better, and they want to be better. They just may not know how. I'm talking about people who are serious about taking responsibility for your life, for your growth and your prosperity. I'm talking about people who are committed to creating change, lasting behavior change, because that change not only helps you, but it helps your teams and it helps your loved ones. I'm talking to people who are ready to put themselves out there and lean into courage. I'm talking to people who want to turn that inner voice from a critic to a coach. And I want to build a community of these kinds of people, you know, leaders looking to learn. In some ways, I see this as a classroom, and anyone who's been coached knows doing the inner work, the mental fitness journey is literally a portal. It's a portal to new choices and second chances. As I'm learning how to become a powerful coach, as I'm starting to talk with lots of clients and see patterns emerging across industries, across leadership levels, I want to create a platform and a community where I can share these ideas and bring these ideas and work through these ideas and bring you along because maybe there are some nuggets here that can benefit you and help you in your journey to chase whatever your dream is. The system, the way it's set up, has us believing that we need to work and do more, 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 but it's not about how fast you can run. It's about how well can you slow down. Slowing down so that you can speed back up again is so mission critical. And um, I want to create a space where we can have that conversation and talk about what it looks like to give yourself the time and space to grow and to learn and to pay attention to what is your heart telling you? What is the dream for you? What is it that you really want to do? I'm here to connect you to ideas and insights that literally have the power to transform your life. How do I know that? Because I'm living proof. You see, I was born out of trauma. I was born cross-eyed. I had surgery before I was a year old. My parents were teenagers, came from traumatic backgrounds. My mom was white. My dad was from Ecuador. I had a lot of tension with my dad. He was projecting a lot of his own pain onto me. His struggle being dark-skinned Latino man in a middle-class conservative white neighborhood in the 80s. I never reflected back to him what he had in mind for a son. There was just always this persistent tension, and I never felt love and kindness and connection from him. And I had a mother who was a drill sergeant literally trying to perfect everything around her so as to not cause a disturbance in us thriving. They got divorced when I was about 13, and finally in high school, 
I was living with my dad and we got into an argument about who was paying for college. That was the straw that broke the camel's back. And he said, to hell with you, you need to go. And we got into a physical fight about it and I had to move out. I had to pack my bags from my childhood home and move out for new parents. It was horrible. It was scary. And I swore to never tell anybody about that because I was so ashamed of it. I didn't want to tell anybody. So I kept it a secret. And I worked really hard in high school. I got a scholarship to NYU. I worked really hard at NYU. And I graduated in an economic climate that wasn't conducive to finding a job, but I managed to find one at Apple. And and I was fortunate enough to work on the retail launch team for the first iPad. And then I went to Google and then Tumblr and then Airbnb and then Lyft. Not only did I get into these companies, but I got into these companies on roles that were so important strategically for the business. I mean, things that you use, Google Drive, Google Docs, Google Assistant, Airbnb Plus, Airbnb Lux, Lyft. I mean, these were big projects. Talk about needing to feel worthy and validated, man. Those things validated the shit out of me. I felt like I was untouchable. I was so caught in the validation for worthiness. I wanted to be Julio, Apple, Julio, Google, Julio, Airbnb, because I literally knew that it said something about my gravitas. It gave me some extra power. And my ego and my need for worthiness in a world where I never felt it growing up, it was so powerful. Until it wasn't. You know, there were a lot of challenges across this 15 year career in tech. I remember at one point, Eric Schmidt would say, you don't ask what seat in the rocket ship, you just get on it. And so I was fully on board for it in that moment. But, you know, it was an intense working environment. I mean, 70 hour weeks, constantly hooked to your phone and your email, as the pressure of my job, and my need to succeed next to frankly, you know, all these rich, white, private, Ivy Leaguers, PhDs from MIT, parents who lived in the Valley who used to work at Cisco. You're literally surrounded by all of this privilege. I'm oftentimes only the Latino in the room. So as that mounted, the need to stand up against and stand next to these people, so did the pressure to process the pain that I kept hidden for all these years. I was fighting monsters and living too hard and partying too much and I had unresolved pain from the past that was showing up in ways that was not serving me at work. Not all the time, but in enough scenarios where it got me in trouble. I was not only hired into some of the best companies, but I was also let go from those companies. And at every single point, there was never an opportunity for coaching. No one had ever offered me a coach and said, not what's wrong with you, but what happened to you that you are behaving this way? What's happening to you that you are choosing to push the boundaries on this values thing here? Because I would bump up against value judgments that I disagreed with. I pushed into an argument, especially with individuals who reflected back the qualities of my father, especially if... They were ego-driven, they were narcissistic, and they were disrespectful. And that got me burnt in a lot of situations. My life looked very different five years ago than it does today. I mean, 
I was at the lowest point of my life. This was 2018, early 2018, and I had gotten fired again. And Airbnb let me go. I got some advice on my exit, and the advice was, you are well-intentioned but poorly misunderstood. And at that point, I felt a surrender take over me. I finally got the whisper. You know, like, I get it. What is this here to teach me? What is this here to show me? Well-intentioned, poorly understood. What does that mean? And I, I went on a quest, and I began, I got curious and began the journey to understand, to go from being misunderstood to being well understood. And that began the healing journey of learning how to meditate, learning how to visualize, starting to process the trauma of my childhood. You know, getting kicked out in high school turned out to be a very traumatic thing that young Julio didn't want to deal with. Um, and it kept showing up at work in ways that was not serving him. Uh, and I kept getting the message, you know, I got it at the first fire, the second fire, the third fire, and finally on the fourth fire, I got the message and I began the work to heal. And that's really what is powering all of this motivation to become a coach, to create this platform, to be a voice for people who feel like it's over or they can't do it. I mean, there's a lot of people who have reached out to me with all these layoffs who are really in struggle. And I'm here to tell you that it, it does get better and your life is bigger than this moment. This moment that's happening right now is here to teach you and to nudge you and move you in another direction. It's here to show you something. I then went back into another corporate job at Lyft and that was great because I had a whole new set of awareness in that role. And I had wonderful, wonderful coworkers who to this day are, you know, best friends. And then COVID hit. And I, at the time, I was working on autonomous vehicles. Okay, so future forward, the future of the business. Uh, and then COVID hits and I get redeployed to work with the CDC to coordinate all of the health safety logistics, i.e., are we putting parti plastic partitions? Are we blocking the front seat? We're acquiring masks. What's our cleaning protocol? So on and so forth. And I take over that project. We redo the community guidelines. We're doing all the in-product messaging. Every day, I was updating the deck, the presentation slide. Every morning, we would have a huddle. What's going on? What are the numbers? Where are things moving? What are the patterns? What are we seeing? And I remember there was one day where I think the number was around 45,000 people a day were dying, and we were about to review copy, the push notification, where we say, so-and-so is here in a car. Please be outside with your mask on before you get in the ride. Literally, we were making edits to that copy of the push notification, and we were going to put it under a three-month experiment because we were concerned about bookings. And in that moment, I immediately entered into a stress response, and I realized, oh, okay, this is interesting. Something's coming up for me. I need to explore it. And so the contrast between me having to update a slide with the number of 48,000 people, many of them, by the way, black and brown immigrants, many of those people, by the way, who were employed for Lyft, getting people from A to B in a world where it was risky to be in a vehicle in an enclosed space for a prolonged period of time with people, okay, and we were in this growth experiment, and I'm, I'm just like, whoa, well, I can't believe this is happening. So this is happening at work, and then I'm on the West Coast, and then on the East Coast, my mom's getting sick, my dad's getting sick, my aunt's getting sick, two grandmas getting sick, 
my sister's working in the emergency room. And so very quickly, shit gets real, real fast. And I said, oh my God, this is what's happening. This values misalignment is what's happening. I'm being, I'm in a moment in this corporate job where my values are grossly misaligned with the decisions of the organization. But this time I have the self-awareness to know what's going on. Last time I didn't. And I got let go for it because I wasn't, I didn't know how to show up. I I had my warrior gear on. I was fighting. I was fighting for the people at all the other roles. And they said, yeah, get the fuck out. And so this time in this role, when I experienced a stress response over my values misalignment, I thought, oh my gosh, I know what's happening. I see what's going on here. And I am going to make a decision to leave before I get let go. So I went back to the team and long story short, I said, I need to leave. I need to leave to take care of myself. I need to leave to take care of my family. I need to follow the call because there's something going on here. And in a moment's notice after I had that experience, I didn't give a shit about any push notification, any presentation, any document, any any alignment meeting, any weekly status meeting. All of that went out the door. And I was like, I'm done with this. This is not my life's purpose. This is not what I'm meant to be doing. And I need to follow something else. And that led me to coaching. I read this this life-changing book by a, a man, a wonderful, brilliant yogi named Michael Singer. And the book is called The Surrender Experiment. And I read that book, and that book really moved me to my core, especially at this moment in time where I had literally surrendered to their, that instinctual, internal energy within me that said, you need to finally walk away from this corporate role. And so I followed it. I read this book about surrender and I said, you know what? I'm going to take the rest of the year off and I'm going to have a surrender experiment. And I surrendered. I literally, I read books. I must've read 50 books. I would talk to multiple people a week, take people out to lunches, go for walks, learn how to meditate, do lots of any other inner work. I, I participated in a couple of ayahuasca plant medicine ceremonies to do some trauma healing. I remember consciously saying, I've been so focused on growing the number in my bank account, I'm now going to take that money and invest it in myself. I hired a coach and I started the work. I began the work and I started to realize this interesting pattern. As the year went on and I learned to just surrender to waking up without a schedule, you know, I'm not in back to backs. I, I, you know, I'm not into this, 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 this. I learning how to just listen to the flow of life and what was calling me. I started taking phone calls from friends who were looking to switch jobs and need resume review or interview prep, you know, new people who were looking to start new AI type companies and were in and stealth mode and needed some advice on their go to market um, leaders who were looking to restructure and wanted some advice on how to navigate changes amongst the team. Um, new executives who got promoted into senior roles now manage more people and wanted to make sure that they're showing up as a heart-centered person. People with relationship struggles in their life, it turns out a lot of the lessons from corporate and, and how you show up as a leader at home, at work, also help you at home. And so I realized, oh my gosh, this is so interesting. I'm helping multiple, multiple people find new jobs and navigate their work. I can actually, this could be a job. Like I could get paid for this. This could be something that I really lean into. I get so much joy out of it. And then the next year I officially incorporated, created Let's Go With Julio. 
um, coaching and consulting. And so I'm coaching and I'm speaking and I'm trying to figure out how do I connect leaders to ideas that make them stronger? Because that's what I would have wanted. The world is desperate for brave leaders. We need you to put yourself out there to lean in and to step into courage. And we can't do this alone. So many of us feel like we're alone and we're str- we all have shame, all of us. I've just shared it. I mean, gosh, I've been hiding it for so long about the struggle of being let go. It was so shameful, but I'm done with that game because I recognize that I'm going to, my mess is the message. And the same is true for you. And so I want to create this podcast to be a brave space. It's a brave space for us to talk about the hard things that are getting in the way of our success. And if you are avoiding talking about the hard things, then you will never find your purpose and your peace. You will always be looking for validation and happiness when, and that when never comes because peace is an inside job. That was the lesson that has taken me the longest to learn is that all this time I was out there looking for external things, you know, having sexy titles at work, having very prominent brands on my resume, making sure that I was at the right HRC parties and I was showing up and this, that, and the other. And I was out there this whole time hustling, burning midnight oil, overwhelming myself to find happiness outside of myself. I swore that once I'd made my first million, that all this happiness would unlock. And that's actually not true. That's not what happens. There's a lot of rich people who are miserable and it's because the wealth comes from your heart and your relationship to your heart and your whole self. And so post COVID, we're in this situation where we're all trying to figure out what the next generation of leadership looks like. And what's missing is our connection to heart. You know, leadership used to be about muscle. Today, it's about head. Going forward, it's all about the heart. How do you lead with heart? Particularly in tech, so many of us are so good at thinking with our heads and working with our heads and working cerebrally and intellectually. But I am convinced as a marketer, having worked on some of the biggest brand campaigns and the biggest brands in the world, that the number one mistake that we're making is that we think that we're cognitive beings that you know, sometimes we can feel an emotion and then push it aside and forget it. But that's actually not true. And anyone who's a marketer who's listening to this or who has had, who understands the Apple brand, for example, understands that we are not cognitive beings that, that feel that we are actually emotional beings that think a lot. So the intention for this podcast is to help you learn how to navigate all of the emotions so that you can have difficult conversations, so that you can be brave, so that you can go after the dream that you really want, so that you can have the hard discussions, so that you can set the right boundaries, so that you can be able to accomplish more with some peace and some love and some joy. I want you to listen to this and walk away with a higher vibration than when you started. That's what I realized I love in these meetings. I love being able to walk into the room and raise the vibration and the energy of the room because when you do that, then everything gets better. If you join me on this journey, we're going to do a few things. We're going to have really tight, really powerful conversations about practical advice and tips and frameworks for you 
to experiment with and play with and use in your leadership. We're going to bring experts in to work through hard questions that I see emerging as patterns in my coaching sessions. We're going to do some live coaching and bring some people on, some of you in the community who feel compelled to get coached by me and experience what it's like to have someone powerfully hold space for you and reflect back your truth in a mirror. You know, we learn better when we learn together. So being able to have a coaching space where someone can come and do that and you can listen is actually quite powerful. This is a community and I'm not going to get it right all the time and that's okay. You'll, you'll let me know and we'll work together and I'll take the energy from how you're reacting and responding to what you're hearing and give that back to you in the form of service with tools and ideas and interviews and coaching sessions that are relevant to you finding the information you need to live a better, richer, more meaningful life. Okay, that's it for episode one. Thank you for being here. Thank you for making the decision to invest in yourself and to listen to this in hopes that it inspires you. Have a good day. Let's go, baby.